Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Queen of the Forest? Hey. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hello. Gotcha. Finally. All right. Modern technology, huh? Yeah. Here on, on the podcast today, we have Dave Thomas, um, Jamie Noteboom. Dave, you said? Dave uh, Thomas? Yep. Dave Thomas like Wendy's, so it's really easy to remember, unfortunately. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Jamie Noteboom. Okay. John Cedar. Hello. Tim Mazarana. And Chris McGee, so you have a full house here in the podcast yeah. studio. Oh my god! You couldn't wait. We couldn't wait for the opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you guys play your cards right, I might get the king of the forest. Uh oh! Oh, this could get hard. I, I don't know if I'm ready. For yeah, it. here goes Ted. Here goes the pressure. <laughs> yeah. So we we uh, really excited to have you on. To be honest, I mean. We're, we're really we're really big on understanding uh, the women who hunt. What we're doing is a women who hunt series, and to us, it's important that women are uh, in the outdoors, getting other women involved, getting kids involved, and uh, other people that just aren't generally hunting. Um, I guess so. Can you tell us a little bit about how you kind of started in, into hunting? Well, um, how long do we have, guys? <laughs> as long as you want. I'll take whatever I can get. I have not- I was not born into a hunting family. My father didn't hunt. My brother didn't hunt. And when I met my husband 29 years ago, coming um, October 3rd, we met 1988, and I was kind of baptized by fire. I never hunted. I was never around guns, and I was never around rock and roll. (laughs) So (laughs) it was a total baptism of fire, and honestly... I was a tomboy when I was growing up. I used to race motocross, and I loved the outdoors. So when Ted introduced me to the outdoor lifestyle, it kind of fit. And way back then, 28 years ago, how long have we been married now, honey? 112, he said. (laughs) It seems like 112 years. Um, Way back when we got married, I, you know, I was into health and fitness, and I've been teaching group fitness classes since 1980. Wow. And it was just amazing to me that I had to go to the rock and roll industry to find 
another human being who didn't drink or smoke. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was all a baptism by fire, but I, I found myself fitting right in because it was nature, it was soothing, it was honestly meditation. When you go into a tree stand and you're surrounded by Mother Nature, you breathe in that fresh, clean air, and, and just watching a leaf spiral to the fourth floor is meditation in its finest. And of course, the, the number one reason we all hunt is to have pure, lean venison. And it, it just sure. really fit in with everything that I've always known about, but I was never introduced to until I met Ted. Oh, it's... And is Ted who took you on your first hunt? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd never, I'd never been hunting before, and honestly, I was plagued with migraines. And I went to a dozen doctors who told me, "Oh, you need to reduce your stress." And I said, "Do you know who I'm married to?" <laughs> <laughs> and I, it really came when I would go into the tree stand and I would there and, and when I first met Ted I had a video production company this was way before there was an outdoor channel yeah. or anybody was making outdoor television shows literally like nobody was doing it and I had my video camera that I had for my my own TV production company and I would just start filming Ted's hunts and I thought you know this is really what is calming and soothing and and meditative is capturing, it's not really about the hunt, it's about capturing the sunsets, mm -hmm. capturing those moments, capturing, you know, when a squirrel jumps from treetop to treetop, and it just all really, really fit in with me, and, and that was my baptism by fire. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. And you, so you grew up in Michigan? Yes, I did. Born and raised in Michigan, and uh, that's where I met Ted. I was working at a rock and roll radio station, but again, oh, I cool. didn't know anything about rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually the traffic reporter, reporter, and my job was to report the traffic conditions in the destroyed area, and Ted came in and filled in for the morning crew at, at WLLV in Detroit, and I didn't know anything about him other than he was some... I'm rock and roll guy. <laughs> but when you spend four hours a day for a whole week talking with somebody, you really get to know what makes them tick. And what impressed me about Ted was that there wasn't a topic you couldn't bring up that he didn't have a comment to. Like, a, <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed that? Yeah, All you have to do is say, hi, Ted, and 20 <laughs> minutes later you get an answer. No controversy. Uh, and that's what it... <laughs> That's what it's, yeah, that's what it's all about, really, is, I think, having camaraderie, making people laugh, and living a healthy lifestyle. So do you guys, now do you guys uh, come, I know you guys live in Texas and in Michigan, I believe, is that right? Yeah, we're actually in Michigan right now. Oh, what? 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 We're about, <laughs> we could have had you honestly, in the studio. Just come on over. <laughs> I know, right? Where are you guys located? Sterling Heights. Sterling Heights, yeah. Oh, stop it. No. You know where I went to... Do you know where I graduated from high school? Hmm. Do you have any idea where I graduated Ford. high school? Eisenhower. Oh, I, I said it. I said that, Ike. That's four miles from my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Did you ever? Did you ever think that 
a huge network in Bohani would be in Sterling Heights. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. What the heck? That's why I said to you, <laughs> when I said to you guys about Freedom Hill, because you guys, literally, Freedom Hill is like literally a mile from me. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Kind of like our back door. Yeah, That's we'll be, there. We'll be right there. Yeah, we'll be right at the show. The oh, we're, you guys are going to be there? We're going to oh. get tickets. we got to come. we got to see this. And oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I would love well, to see Well, maybe we that. can meet in person. That would be I amazing. No, I, I, I can't promise you any backstage passes oh, yeah. because, as you can imagine, everybody in the Everybody wants one. Everybody. <laughs> everybody wants one, but they're not BHP. So. But I'm, I'm the consolation prize. I'll be there you go. That sounds like a challenge for me to get back there, though. <laughs> yeah, now yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> No, it's not at this concert. I would advise against that. The good news is we can walk. There. We can walk there, so yeah. we can like actually walk up there. It's gonna be. Fun. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, literally okay, walk. So, do you know? Okay, here. How old are you guys? Roughly? 30, 36. 37, 36. Ah, okay. uh, this is way before your time. But there used to be a nightclub, and I know this is about bull hunting, but. We kind of digress. Let's uh, talk about everything. Yeah, yeah, we, do. we do. In Sterling Heights, called Streamers. Have you ever heard of it? I, well, I grew up it in Roseville, Van, so I, I guess for me, Van Dyke was on Van Dyke and Sixteen. Van Dyke and Sixteen. See, Kevin, Kevin would know. That's probably Gator Jake's. Kevin would know. Anyways, I I was once voted Detroit's most physical female. Nice. I entered a competition. I have to I have to say though. In all honesty, it was at Streamers Nightclub, and all the judges were probably drunk, but I won. (laughs) 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 Claim that—that's your claim to fame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're like in the same same stomping grounds. That's too funny. So you guys are in Michigan now? Are you guys uh, getting? Are you guys now? When you guys are in Michigan, is 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 that the Sunrise Safaris? Correct. Okay, yes. so you live there. It's actually you have a home there on that land. Well, nearby, yeah. Okay. Our house that was once featured—I don't know if you guys know this—but our house that was once featured on MTV Cribs. Yeah, was. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. The Jackson area. Pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Was that yeah, weird? It, was that weird? The situation like they come in there and film everything, or not only weird, but it was <laughs> life-threatening. Um, oh, really? We all got very yeah. Um, not only did we lose everything in our home, including Ted's guitar memorabilia uh, and what? our son's baby pictures. Someone stole it? But no, we all got really black sick. Mold, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was in the hospital for a month oh and died with pre-emphysema. Oh, so geez. what happened was, we ended up, that's why we moved to Texas. Like, I literally was, wow. I was sick. And um, I we demolished the home, but Ted was you know, dead set on coming back to Michigan every fall. You guys yeah. know what that's oh, yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> Magical time. So here's something for you. We built a 750 square foot log cabin on the property, and that's where I'm sitting at right now. Wow. Oh, no way. That's so cool. That's perfect. Not, not quite the rock star life that you thought. Hey, oh. Is that for all being humble? Yeah. That's amazing. Keep it simple. Yeah. That, yeah, honestly, no that... dishwasher, no bathtub. Yeah. The one, thing I, I, the one thing I would say, you know, about Ted and, and, and you guys, and I, I just watched some of your show recently, actually, and I was going to talk to you about that in a minute, but the one thing I love about Ted Nugent, in my mind, in, in your family, is that 
it is what it is. This is what it's going to be. It's if real. you like us, yeah. that's great. Yeah. If you it's don't, real. I don't. Exactly. It doesn't matter. And, and, and Ted, Ted will sit there and shoot like three or four deer in one sit. And I, I just think it's the most amazing thing. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do it again because I loved it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> It's so exciting. Like you're, you're like, man. Talking about you, honey. Yeah. Do you want me to put him on the phone? Oh my god, that would no, be amazing. Yeah. I think you guys might deserve it by now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Bowhunter Planet Podcast with your host, Team BHP, online at bowhunterplanet.com. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Dave Thomas here at BonerPlant.com Studios in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, we have a lot of great stuff going on and uh, our podcast right now is so exciting and we're so happy to tell you about it. We're hoping that you guys are tuning in and listening. We have some really great uh, guests on, some awesome stories, great tips of hunting and um, especially in industry stuff, what's going on in the industry and different things um, that you can learn right now about different gear and what's best and what's going on. Awesome stories and a lot of tips and uh, tactics that you can use. Uh, the BoneRoplanet.com team is excited to bring you the new podcast. Also, check out our ambassador program. It's a great program if you want to get involved in the industry um, and see what it's like from the inside out. Uh, we offer that. Check out our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. We have some of the best photography in the industry being shown on some of those platforms as well as videos. Check out our network shows, including Southern Vane. A lot of great things coming up this year from Boner Planet. We're excited that you're here and listening with us and being a part of this. We absolutely appreciate it. Growing the sport of archery is one of the most important things we can all do. We need to come together to make that happen. Not just me, not just the other people in the industry, but you as a consumer have to help us to grow this great sport of heritage that we love called archery. So hey, make sure you go to bowhunterplant.com, subscribe to our mailing list so you can stay and, and keep part of what we're doing and what's going on. And we really appreciate your support. And thank you for joining the hunt with bowhunterplant.com. Hang on one second. <laughs> Got a whole gang of bow hunters. Here. <laughs> yeah. Gangs of gangs around the Uncle Ted camp firing. Yeah. Cook them backstraps like you mean it, damn it. Yeah, that's, that's, what that's what we're about. gonna do. <laughs> Whatever you say, that's what we're doing. <laughs> and all I want out of you guys in unison, you ready? Yep. Here's what I want out of you in unison for providing the queen of the forest on your telephone. All I want out of you is thank you, Uncle Ted. Thank you. Thank you, Uncle Ted. Ted. Straight. How the hell are you boys doing? You guys got the mystical flight of the arrow, aim small, uh, miss small celebration going on? Oh, all yeah. day long. All in Michigan, baby. You know it. We're waiting for you. Freedom Hill. Hallelujah. We know you're coming. Don't be waiting for me, brother, because I ain't waiting for you. <laughs> oh, man. So, Ted, hey, what's it like to have met and, and known Fred Bear? That's an amazing, yeah, that amazing thing. Say. Wow, um, we, I could keep you uh, burning redwood forest, a campfire, wood, just uh, celebrating that incredible blessing and humbling experience. I was born in 1948. My dad was already a follower of Fred's. You know, my dad had a long bow, and this was pre-recurve, you know. Uh, it was right after Howard Hill and 
Pope and Young and, and Fred Bear witnessed their newsreel uh, bow hunting the hard way, and uh, it, it was just a, an explosive time of returning to this, what you and I are so turned on by, the mystical flight at the arrow and getting close to game, that Fred really perfected the promotional believability of abandoning the Weatherby long-range tech technology, which is a, a wonderful discipline unto itself. Yeah. Sniper marksmanship is a wonderful thing, and I will always celebrate long-range long crosshairs. But my dad, would, like so many, were beginning to be turned on by this return to this spirit of the wild, if I dare. And so we would go north every October for the opener, October 1st in Michigan. By the time I was, geez, I was on my dad's back in, uh, in, in December, of, uh, of, uh, October of 1949. I was only 10 months old. Wow. So I consider that my first deer season, you know what I mean? Yeah. And That's I've, awesome. I've never missed a season. We'd stop at this little shack. It was a little, a little shack, like a, a, a stone garage, a cinder block garage in Grayling with this hand-carved bear archery sign over the door. And I didn't I didn't know what was going on. I probably first entered Bear's little shop there when I was five or six years old. And uh, I, I, I didn't know who he was, but I was already addicted to bows and arrows. I had a little bow and arrow, and I'd shoot river rats and chipmunks and, and anything that crossed my path. I, was, I had a grand slam of songbirds by the time I was seven. <laughs> I did that with my baby. Yeah, really, that what happened yeah. to the Kirkland <laughs> and, and so when I finally got to be eight or nine years old on our annual trips, and we stopped at Grayley, and Fred was often there. And he, he was, you know, uh, it, it inventing the laminating process. He had that crude lathe uh, there where... He was uh, 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 laminating the wood and the oozing glass between the wood uh, 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 slats. And I, I was now starting to realize, this, this is Fred Bear. This, this is the Chuck Berry of bow hunting. And and we would have cherry pie and chocolate milk at the Grayling <laughs> restaurant. And every yeah. year I couldn't wait to get up there because now he's on the cover of True Magazine yeah. And he's on TV shooting polar bears and grizzly bears, and I, I, I'm still I'm still after the chipmunk slam. So I'm <laughs> fascinated by this guy, and he was such a kind man, such a gentleman, a real easygoing guy. And uh, we, I, I just looked up to him, and he was real friendly. And my dad eventually uh, represented a Swedish steel company, and then sold the blue-tempered rolled spring steel to Fred for the manufacturer of his bleeder blades for the bear razor head. So now it was uh, it was not just a friendly bow hunting visit, but now it was a business visit, and, and my dad would go hunting up there uh, uh, in uh, Harrison and in Grayling and Gaylord every year with the bear team. And now it's, now it's a big shack. It's still okay. just a, a small business. But by the time I graduated uh, from high school, I moved to Chicago with my family, um, my dad was transferred, and so in 67, I came back. I was there for two years, and as soon as I came back, I had the Amboy Dukes, and I was starting to have long hair, and of course, Fred was scared to death of rock and roll, especially. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know whether to shit or go blind when I came back, <laughs> because I looked like a hippie, and he was afraid I might have turned into a hippie, but of course, I was not. I was the ultimate redneck, you know, 
you know, uh, uh, drug czar <laughs> of, uh, you know, I busted more hippies than all the narcs in America. I was hardcore red, <laughs> red <laughs> backstrap gut pile guy. Yeah. And uh, when Fred, I, you know, was concerned about the scary uh, rock and roll, and then people would tell him, and, and Fred told me this. He said, no, they came to me and said, no, Fred, everything Ted does, every time he does an interview, which I do thousands a year, he always promotes archery and the discipline, mm -hmm. and and he always talks about conservation, and he's always on the side of law and order instead of the hippies that call cops pigs. And yeah. So Fred thought, and we had a lot of talks about how I was completely opposite of the rest of the world of rock and roll, is because yeah. of the bow and arrow discipline. It really was, yeah. and we got to be close friends, and he. We'd go to, uh, you know, sporting events, Anderson Clinic together and different sporting events. And I was just in awe that I got to hang out and and bullshit. And, and, and then he invited me to Grouse Haven. We'd hunt every year. I mean, and you wonder why I'm like this? I mean, yeah, I know. I'm like this. I've literally been to the mountaintop of, of life. If, you're, if your life is bow hunting like it is for us, yeah. There's just nowhere else to go. Mm. That I was. That was it. I hunted with Fred Bear. He's mm, my buddy. Yeah. We that's called and he'd call me and we'd write letters and it, come on. That's yeah. that's that's the dream. So yeah. uh, I take that to heart. Which is why when he died in April of '88, I had hunted with him in his last hunt at Grouse Haven in October of '87, and he. Mm. Literally put his hand on my shoulder, walking the, the, those beautiful trails at Grouse Haven, and he said, I've heard the attacks on you. I hear these idiots in our industry that hate you because of the rock and roll. They don't know you. He looked me in the eyes, and he said, you keep promoting bow hunting with that yeah. energy that you have. Yeah. He told me that every bow hunting event he went to, all the young people ever wanted to know was if he knew Ted Nugent. <laughs> Think of that insanity. So he said, "Boy, you're really, you're really turning a lot of young people, rock and roll fans. You're turning them on to the hunting lifestyle." So that's why my critics and the haters they they, they roll off of me like personal hygiene yeah. off of Michael Moore's back. <laughs> every time somebody says something stupid about me, I just get bigger and badder and louder and prouder because Fred Bear told me that he liked the way I did it so everybody else can kiss my ass. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if you're ever in this area, they just opened a new Cabela's and they have a beautiful statue right in the front of Fred Bear with a quote. It's gorgeous. You really need to check it out if you're ever down here. Yowzy, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so you guys are down there north of Detroit or what? Yep. Yeah. Sterling Heights. Nice. Yeah. Where your wife good, grew up, good, I guess. Man. <laughs> I know it well. Well, hell... Uh, I was born and raised in Redford over there, oh, right okay. Okay. Detroit City Limits, yeah. and uh, we're playing Freedom Hill, which is right down the street yeah. from you. That's, we can walk there. <laughs> we're going to be there. We're going to make it work. <laughs> we're going to figure it out. Parachuting in. How, how about this, guys? How about we're, we're talking about Fred and what he meant to me, and I know that's what he must mean to you guys. Yes. Oh, absolutely. How about the alignment of the planets in that song? I mean, can you... Imagine going bow hunting without that song in your head. Oh, no. gosh. Every, and every opening day. That's the theme song, yeah, for opening yeah. day See, since anybody can the remember. Thing about it, the thing about it, Ted, and, and one of the, I didn't know I was going to be kids love it, too. Well, I didn't know I was going to be talking to you tonight, but like one of the things that I was going to say to you, and that's really important to me, is that that song, and, and it's crazy to me, but since I was a kid, since I'm 36 yeah. years old, yeah. so since I was a kid, 
that song was a song we played every opening day. We would get excited and get yeah. hum- pumped up to go out. And, and but that changed a whole generation of hunters. So I think my I point don't. my point is to you is that number one, thank you that you created us. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like without that song, I don't know. I would have had that drive that helped my family get into hunting as much. My brother was into it. Everybody played that song. It was just it was it was the norm, you know. And, and you I go think, you go to my you go to my Facebook and you'll get an example of what I hear. What you just said, I hear that every day of my life since 1989 when that song blew up on, yeah. on, out of me. I'm not kidding. It is such. A, a, a soundtrack of a spiritual connection. Yep. Uh, that song, I didn't write that song. Fred wrote that song. Yeah. It came out of me because I loved that man so much. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, it, but it, it, not only did Fred inspire that song for you, and but it it pushed this generation in, into hunting. I it mean, think about this, right? So many of us. I don't, I don't know that many people that hunted in my high school. Yeah. You know, yeah, no. but... The people who did knew this song. That's my point. So they kept yeah. going and going. And look at today. Bowhunter Planet, this whole thing we've created is because of that song, in my opinion. Because I would have wow. never had this drive. Thank you for that. I would have never had the drive if I wasn't driven from the beginning. You know, and, and that's my point. And, and these are things that... And my, my point in the story is we need to keep pushing this heritage of bow hunting. Like... It, it can't stop with the song. It's got to keep going. Yep. So now it's our job Hallelujah. to keep pushing this thing and this thing of bow hunting and the heritage of bow hunting. We, as as, as our community and Bowhunter Planet, but not just us, the other. And, and what my goal has been to get these get unity in this industry that's been difficult to do, but I've been working on it since I started this in '09 to get unity so that we can work on it together as Hoyt, as Martin, as Matthews, as Botech, as it doesn't matter. The point is we have to it get kids in the woods. It absolutely doesn't matter. Fred no. Bear never promoted bear bows. No. He promoted bow hunting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that was that was the mystical impact he had on so many people. And he figured if he made the best bow that and, and pushed and made that competition alive in the industry, that we would get people to try a bow, and hopefully they would end up with a bear bow, but he didn't care. He just wanted people yeah. to bow hunt. But let me, let, me, let me ask you guys to fight the fight that is the biggest obstacle course for bow hunting recruitment, and that is I would be shocked if I could walk in a bow in an archery shop anywhere in America Maybe one or two percent of them would have a bow that I can shoot. They are all 70 pounds. Mm -hmm. If I had a dollar (laughs) for every young person or woman who told me, remember, I'm doing my 6,612th concert tomorrow night in Iowa, and I'll have a meeting with a bunch of bow hunters, cops and military Mm -hmm. and kids and and 4-H and Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Every day of my fucking life, people say, I'd like to bow hunt, but I can't pull the bow back. Mm-hmm. And here's the horror. So you couldn't pull the bow back, and nobody got you one that you could. Mm-hmm. Nobody said, here, let me get you a lighter bow that you can enjoy. No one ever offered you that. I want to know what archery store you were at, and I'm going to go punch somebody in the yeah. fucking throat. Yeah, we, we, I had that conversation yeah. on this yeah. podcast two weeks ago. I'm like, why in the hell... 
when when you walk into an archery shop is you just feel intimidated. You, no normal person can go in there because they make you feel like a dumbass. And Kid you know, Rock came out. He wanted to learn how to bow just, hunt. He came out with his beautiful girlfriend, and they got these uh, the Botex. They Botex gave him a bow, eighty pounds. Yeah, and she she only had forty pounds. She couldn't get that broke over. I yeah. said, well, well, of course you can't pull it back. It's not a good bow for you. Let and we went in and got Shemaine's thirty pound bow. She was shooting mm -hmm. a thirty pound at the time, thirty at the time, and she pulled it back and went, oh, I love this, duh. <laughs> and here's what I did. I, did I, I took Kid Rock's 80-pound bow tech, and I pulled it back and dry-fired it. <laughs> I heard that story. I had no true. I had no idea it was true. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave him. I gave him my 50-pound. I think I should. I gave him my 50-pound bow, and he goes. And here's here's the phenomenon. He goes, Wow, that's really easy. Can you kill stuff with this? And I went, No, I eat tofu. No. <laughs> No, that's Ted Nugent's bow. He doesn't kill much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's another one. Toby Keith. He wanted to be a bow hunter. So he goes, what kind of bow should I get? And I go, well, it doesn't matter. They're all good out there. But uh, uh, he said, why don't you come? Why don't you come and pick them up with me? We'll, we'll shoot some hogs. And I said, all right. So I went there, and he's got, he had a bow tech, and it was called the General, because everybody knows Toby's a patriot. So they gave him a general, 85 pounds. Oh. And, he, and he finally got that son of a bitch back, and I went, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> what animals do you go through those gyrations to get the full draw? Give me that piece of shit. And I threw it out in the fucking parking lot. And I gave him my 50-pound bow, and I go, here's what you need to start with so you can discuss with archery. Yeah. You need to discover yeah. archery mm -hmm. before you discover the mechanicals. And he goes, well, that's awful easy. You, can you kill shit with this? <laughs> I went, no, dude, it doesn't kill stuff. <laughs> I, I swear to God, every time, because my bows are so easy to draw, because I like a lightweight bow. I'm always twisting and turning in my tree stand, and it's cold, and, and I like that son of a bitch to come back smooth. And i got to tell you, I've killed... I've killed Cape Buffalo with 65 pounds, zebra, kudu all day long with 50 pounds, wildebeest, dozens of wildebeest. Shemaine has killed four wildebeest with 35 pounds. Wow. wow. A, a two blades like an old bear razor head. We use a dead ringer. They actually yeah. designed one because I said, I'm not going to use one of these. Shemaine only shoots 35 pounds, and I need an old-fashioned two blade. Mm -hmm. So they yeah. made one, and her arrows go in and out of everything. Wow. Yes. She's never lost an animal. She waits for that shot, and she saps him in the crease. The arrow goes in and out, and there's the dead deer over there. Wow. Uh, what is the mystery? Yeah. What are you shooting now, Ted? Is it like four, like 48, 45 pounds? I have been shooting 48 uh, for a while, but I, I cranked her up to 50. <laughs> yeah, I, Why not? I, I, I went and bought a T-Rex scrotum, so now I can handle 50 pounds. <laughs> But again, to me, to me, there's one word to describe archery: graceful. Yes. Yeah. If it's not graceful, there's no animal that is go no animal I've ever hunted. I was raised in Michigan. No Michigan deer is going to let you grunt and groan and lift that bow, aiming at the sky before you shoot him. 
Yeah. Am I right? So that's the problem with the industry. I talked to Ted Mackinac. She came to the concert the other night. And I said, I don't know what you guys are doing, but either you're deaf, dumb, blind, or just stupid. Yeah. Because you've got to get you got to get bows for guys that want to try. How many guys use a crossbow because well my shoulder hurts? Because you're 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 shooting 80, 70, 65 pounds. You go go down to 40, 45, whatever. Yeah, true that. So that that's my spiel, and this none of this is opinion. This the evidence is overwhelming. It's all facts. So that should be your your holy war. Yeah, we don't bring anything in here over sixty pounds anymore. I don't think. No, no, everything, everything's yeah. sixty and under. Part of the part of the show we do read, tech, is called test lab. Read we, the we new um, white tail uh, uh, white tail the uh, uh, you know the food plot company white tail something. Institute. Um, look Institute. at their new magazine, and and there's a there's a guy teaching his son to shoot a bow, and he's got a compound, and that kid is drawing back where his anchor point is like six inches behind his head. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, wow. and it's, it, they actually took a photo and published that photo. <laughs> that's that's anti archery. Yeah, your your right. your anchor has got to be close to the front of your face, like in the corner of your mouth, at the most. And everybody, it's not just Ted Nugent talking. I don't care. Yeah. Randy Ulmer and 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 uh, and uh, geez, I can't. Levi Morgan. All yeah. these master archers. Yeah. They're yeah. masters. They'll tell you that if it's a if it's a quarter inch too long, it'll ruin your shooting. A quarter inch too short is livable. But what you want is right on the money. And if it's if it's a little too long of a draw, you're not. It's not archery anymore. It's not hand eye coordination. Now it's ear ear hand coordination or the back of your head hand coordination but hand eye coordination means your eye in your head has to line up which means your anchor point has to stop somewhere by your eyeball yeah absolutely but how many guys don't know this a lot too many goodness (laughs) and so guys quit i get i'll tell you this Texas is the number one hunting state in the nation. I'm going to get off and give you back to the queen because I, I don't mean to be a domineering prick. <laughs> but, but I'm such a domineering prick, I can't help myself. I, That's why we love you. You guys are dedicated. This information I'm giving you, you should charge forward with it. Texas is the number one hunting state in the nation. It rates dead last bow hunting. But there are more bows hanging in garages and barns in, in Texas than probably all the other states combined because everybody bought one and they were all 70, 80 pounders and they gave up after the first time they tried to draw back and scared the shit out of the deer. <laughs> it's true. They're idiots. Yeah. Hey, Ted, before before you switch back to Shemaine, what what are some charities you're working with that we should know about that the you know that we you know we can maybe help in there or the the listeners can well understand. certainly the Ted Nugent Camp for Kids twenty eight years sixteen thousand graduates we have them in wow. Iowa Colorado South Dakota Nebraska every summer sells out the minute they're announced with the greatest volunteers it's been a nonprofit five hundred one c three for twenty eight years at the direction of Fred Fred told me to keep doing what I did so I started the Ted Nugent Camp for Kids and. We, we not only have we, we created armies of young bow hunters, but now the parents that came to my first camps are now bringing their kids. Yeah. So the, the most important one, wow. you know, the one you've never heard about in outdoor life or field and stream or sports of field or bow hunter or bow hunting, or you've never heard of Ted Nugent Camp for Kids because those 
pricks don't care about recruitment unless you're their buddy. Yeah, no, but I anyhow, agree. Ted Nugent Camp for Kids is sure. the most important recruitment for the outdoor sports and conservation. And of course, we work with so many military charities that you can get on our website. But we work with them all. We all we can we continue to to uh, raise funds for the children's leukemia, Ronald McDonald mm-hmm. cancer, um, uh, the. the uh, the, uh, the Operation uh, Finally Home.org, the military, um, yeah. canines for warriors. I mean, you, we go to our website, we're working with so many important ones. But sure. Americans give and give and give, so yeah. the more you promote them, the, the more I'll appreciate it. Ted, yeah, we'll, we'll, we're all in for helping with anything like that, and I agree with you 100%. Some of the reasons, some of the issues I've had in the industry is there's no unity, and a lot I, I've worked really hard to try to bring that into to the to the to the, the archery association or whatever you want to call it, but it's been, you know, it just treads water. And then, like you said, they, no one promotes the things that are important unless you're paying dollars that are you know ridiculous. So um, anyway, yeah, with the charity events, um, yeah, I'll, I'll contact your people. We'll definitely help out where we can because we would love to help. All right, gentlemen, well, thanks for having me on. Uh, we are blood brothers of the great Fred Bear, yeah. Mystical Flight of the Arrow. Godspeed, God bless. Uh, aim small, miss small. And I hope you have a wonderful backstrap infested fall and winter. And I will give you back to my uh, inspiration, the Queen of the Forest. Awesome. Thank you. All right, guys. Godspeed. Good hunting. Thanks, Thank you. Hey, guys. Hey. 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 Welcome back. <laughs> hey. I want you and and everyone in your audience to know that if they book me on a podcast, they don't automatically get. <laughs> <laughs> that's because we're from Michigan. I know it. I just. <laughs> that's, that's only because we're from Michigan, and yeah. even you though go. you guys are from Ford, and I'm from Eisenhower. <laughs> oh, that's great. Same great. area. Actually, Tim and I went to Roseville, so yeah. we were not in this beautiful area that oh, we are okay. today. Oh, we. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so, yeah, any charities, Shemaine, we, we would definitely help out with that. We're interested in helping wherever we can and promoting. Um, awesome. we, we think it's, it, obviously, it's extremely important. Um, and like Ted said, you know, getting more people involved is where we need to be. And we were just telling him that, you know, the whole Fred Bear thing is, is a big deal to us. That song, obviously, you know how important it is. But yeah. for us, it, it helped us build what we even have today. I mean, literally, it's pushed different generations into the hunting industry and i think that you know from there on it's our job now to carry that torch and keep pushing you know and and getting kids involved absolutely getting kids and women involved when i first started bow hunting you know was it i think ted and i were the first husband wife duo to start bow hunting and start filming everything but it's a lifestyle for us, mm-hmm. and, and we openly talk about it. Even though in some areas it's not, you know, the latest, greatest thing, but for so many people, I think, a growing population of even entertainers, mm-hmm. they're willing to get back to the roots of living yeah. off the land and mm-hmm. talking about, you know, everybody Everybody talks about grass-fed this and yeah. grass-fed yeah. that. <laughs> Oh, we all know yeah. we got the inside scoop on the original grass-fed meat. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's funny too, Shemaine. I don't know if you've uh, obviously. <laughs> there's we over the last couple of weeks we've been joking around with this thing called force bathing. <laughs> oh, no, and it's a Japanese forced thing. Bathing? For, yeah, forest it's a, bathing. It's yes, a Japanese yes. thing where people they they just take people in the woods to experience the outdoors. Yeah. Like they just sit there and listen. You, you pay a guy to pay a guy. Can you imagine how rich you guys would be? If- <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like, are you I was kidding? Like, uh, I already do that. Are you kidding? So. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. It's, it, it was on. Uh, it was on NPR. Dead serious. It was on NPR, and uh, it was a, hu- a whole huge story. And uh, yeah, it blew up a couple weeks ago. I can't it's, believe it's a it. Thing. I, I've it's, blown I away. Can't it's no. a thing. You should it's take. A thing. You should have Ted take Bad a couple liberals funny. out in the woods by themselves. Yeah, yeah. go forest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've been forest saying that for years, well, though. That's what I do, and you know what? We got the inside scoop, and. You know, I'm I'm happy to be able to promote women in hunting and especially women in bow hunting. And it's funny because I'll go shopping at whatever, Saks Fifth Avenue, Marcus Nordstrom, all that stuff. And if the topic comes up, I always go into, yeah, I'm a bow hunter. And they look at me like, really? <laughs> oh, I can imagine. And, and, and here's, here's the comment I get. Are you ready? That's so badass. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know what? I'm going to take that badge of honor, and I'm going to wear it. And, yeah, yeah. And absolutely. It, it's really important for me that I, I think to spread the message and to, you know, if, if women and, and if people, anybody, if they go to a restaurant and they pay somebody for a steak, you got to know that that steak is dead. Yeah. <laughs> you're, paying, you're paying somebody to do the killing for you and as hunters we're just more honest about what we do and i don't know if you guys are the same way i'm sure you are as bow hunters but we never waste food no because we know we know how difficult it is to get that Mm -hmm. so it's it's important to me to to spread that message yeah, I mean, I've been saying for a few years now, I always say venison's the real organic. Because <laughs> people are talking yeah. about organic. I mean, I'm like, dude, let's go shoot a deer. Yeah. Like, you should know where it comes from. You know, like, the yeah. meat. It's not like a, a getting a cow that's been processed and hormones and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, no chemicals and steroids. And you know what? Here's another thing, too, guys. Think about this. So, as human beings, we're healthier if we can exercise, right? Yeah. So wouldn't we want to ingest protein that has that same opportunity? I feel like you you are what you eat, right? That's a good point. So yeah. if you're eating if you're eating, you know, sustenance that comes from a cow that has been born and raised basically in the same standing position, how healthy is that gonna make you? As opposed to Having pure lean venison. The only problem I have with cooking venison, there ain't much fat. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah so put your own oil in. <laughs> it, and, and it has the opportunity. I mean, think about it. Ven- deer have the opportunity to, to run free and roam and exercise, and we're ingesting that. Yeah. So isn't that going to make us healthier and happier? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm all about, too. For sure, yeah, I agree. Hey, Shemaine, tell us about your book. I know it's like a like a big like number one selling or something. Well, yeah, I be- it became a bestseller the day that it was launched on Amazon.com. Awesome, and it's called Four Minutes a Day: Rock and Roll Your Way to Happy. And the funny thing was that I always wanted to write a book about health and happiness, and honestly, my story, which was getting getting sick, you know, having health and then losing it and then getting it back and sharing that story with others. And, and it, you know how life gets in the way? Well, I never really, I never wrote it. And, you know, years and years went by and I wanted to write this book called, I thought 50 was the new, 50 is the new 30. 
Well, I turned 50 and I never wrote a word. I turned 51, turned 52, never wrote a word. And honestly, one night I, I went to bed, I said my prayers, and I just asked God for guidance to write this book and to help others. Because, you know, something horrible like what happened to us, could it could happen to anybody. Oh, yeah. And I feel like, you know, in a way... I hate to say this, it's, it's not a blessing, but maybe there's a silver lining and I could share this story with other people in hopes of helping them. And the next morning I woke up and I swear I just, I had this message of the name of the book and it wasn't 50 is the new 30, it was four minutes a day, rock and roll your way to happy. And I, I remember like going, oh, this is great because then I can have a greater audience and I could talk about little things that can change your life in just four minutes a day. Like, not just exercise, but also having a healthy, happy mindset and also giving back to charity. And, you know, I know there's things in all of our lives that bring us to our knees, but if we can try for four minutes to think about gratitude and being positive, that can not only change our life, but other lives, other people's lives too. And I remember, like, thinking wow, I'm having this conversation with God. And I never I never had that experience before. And then I remember getting this, this message that I should write the book in three days. And I thought, well, that's ridiculous. Who can do that? And now I'm thinking, I'm arguing with God, which is not a good thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and then I realized that that day was Good Friday. And I thought, wow, something spectacular happened in three days. So you know what? It was it was the inspiration that I needed to write that book. And I announced to Ted and I announced on social media that I was going to write a book in three days. And I did. Amazing. And I the book. Wow. wow. So that's the, my, my goal in life is to change people's lives. And I've found <clears throat> some nutrition that has seriously, like, rocked my world and Ted's too. Like, I've never felt better in my entire freaking life. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like I'm a teenager, and Ted has to keep reminding me. Like, I'll go work out. I'll get on, I'll go, I'll get on the treadmill. I'm like, oh, man, I'll come home, and I'm like, I'm sore. He's like, you're not 25, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, all right. Yeah. But I, I just feel like, you know, I feel like Superwoman. I feel like I'm so blessed to... Be able to have a second chance at life, really. Yeah, tell he tell us all about the Zumba stuff. I know you're an instructor, and you're like real yeah, serious I, on that. I, That's like big time. I became an international Zumba fitness presenter shortly after when I got sick. Actually, I spent a year of my life getting better and healing, and I took time off the teaching group fitness, and then I found Zumba. And I remember coming back and telling Ted, "I'm gonna." come out of retirement and teach this class and just a series of events happened and I was at the right place at the right time and I became an international Zumba fitness presenter I traveled to Australia wow. and London and Paris and almost every state and I became an international Zumba fitness presenter teaching tens of thousands of people from all over the world wow. um, how to dance to even rock and roll <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, I feel like, you know, at this point in my life, I'm, I just turned 55, and I feel like, you know, I'm going to live life to the fullest every day that I can. 
and it's a blessing, and I want to share that passion for healthy living with others. Yeah, that's amazing. Hey, tell us real quick about that. Uh, I watched a deer hunt with you just recently, and um, you shot the deer. I think it was with the Excalibur crossbow, and you hit it great, yeah. and the deer ran. And it, 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 like, for some reason, it kept going. The guy's like, oh, it stopped. We thought it was going down, but then it kept going. <laughs> so the next, you know, clip is, like, you you guys stand there. It's at night, but there's a dog, and the dog dog was, like, a, sni- a dog-sniffing dog or a blood sniffer? Yeah, we were at the Ox Ranch, and, it you know, sometimes <laughs> these animals defy logic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, shot a, I, shot a deer, I shot a deer straight through the heart a couple of years ago. Straight through the heart. And everybody examined the video footage. It's through the heart. There's no logical reason why this deer has gone 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And... We found we went, it went a mile, and we found out once it finally died, the the arrow was actually through its chest, through the heart. Wow. There's no there's no logical reasoning for no, why it's amazing. Why that yeah, sometimes and it so happens. yeah, at the, the Ox Ranch, uh, what happened on the the show that you saw is we we actually were blessed to have a dog that. <laughs> This what was the name? Rocco or something? I can't remember the name of the dog. Dog's name at the Oxford? I don't remember. <laughs> it was Rocco. <laughs> You're like, thanks <laughs> to the dog. I can't remember it might the name. have been Rocky. Rocky or something. I, I thought it was something like that. It was so yeah. funny. I was like, oh man, that little dog, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was amazing. But it actually went through a river and up a hill. Uh, yeah, that's the guy <laughs> I was like, seeing. Like, what? How, how can that happen? But the adrenaline, you know what happens when you get a surge of adrenaline in you. Yeah, true. How you feel, you know, can keep you going. Absolutely. But, yeah, we we love the Excalibur crossbow. I mean, it's for women who are just interested in getting involved in hunting and don't know where to start. That's a great opportunity to have a great tool to um, hunt and experience the spirit of the wild. Yeah, oh, for sure. Excalibur is a powerhouse. I mean, if you think about it, it's one of those crossbows that can't be broken, really. I mean, you could they dropped it out of an airplane or a helicopter 100, 100 yeah. like, mile up or something crazy, and they, they then they picked up and shot it and hit the target dead on. So they're doing yeah, something right it, out of there. It, I, I do feel pretty cocky and confident when I have my Excalibur. I'm like, you know, I, I'll always go. I love hunting with Ted because he's the master. And I feel so much more confident because obviously he has way more experience than I do. And he'll tell me that, you know, okay, shoot this deer and get this, wait for it to be at the right angle. But as women, that's what we have to do is we can't just, you know, wait for a deer to cross in front of us broadside. We have to wait for the right angle. I always say women are better shots. But with a crossbow, I feel like it's an equalizer because yeah. I know I can break that shoulder bone and um, hit that target. Yeah. I think it, I, I mean watching the episodes when you when you hunt in the episodes it's really exciting to me because like you, you you seem to really have a good time with it and I think it's very genuine and, and real and I think that's it's a big deal you know a lot of times we see video I think on TV it's a lot of fake stage stuff yeah. but I don't feel that with your guys' show I feel like we it's done well <laughs> done very it's, well you know what you see is what you get yeah. we don't stage anything yeah. And, you know, I actually did, if you go to YouTube.com slash Shemaine, S-H-E-M-A-N-E, no R, no I, no Y, no G. <laughs> <laughs> oh, G. 
throw in something. Well, it must be something else. Um, I have uh, the original Queen of the Force pilot show that I think it was just too early. It was about 15 years ago, and I took women who hunt and women who don't hunt, and I paired them together because if you're not born and raised into a hunting family or you don't, you're a woman and you don't marry somebody who is a hunter, how do you have that experience? Yeah. It's not going to yeah. happen. So I took women who don't hunt and I paired them with women who hunt, and they experienced the spirit of the wild for the first time sitting in a tree stand and watching what happens. And I'll, I'll give you a little glimpse. What I did was one night, uh, it was a reality show before reality shows got started. And one night, um, everybody said, I asked all the women, you know, what do you want to have for dinner? We could have lamb, we could have, you know, and rattle off a couple other things. And everybody decided about lamb. I said, okay, Ted, we want, the girls want to have lamb. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, honey. Get on it. <laughs> and so we had a lamb in a cage, and Ted got out a twenty-two rifle, and the shocking experience of it, obviously, is that we're killing a lamb in a in a confined environment. But you know what? What happens when you go to yeah. a steak restaurant oh, and yeah. you order steak? It's well. the same thing. There's no difference so, in that. Anyways, and, you know, no, my grandma so, used to they used to kill chickens all the time and animals all the time. Absolutely. The yeah, people no don't realize they heard grandmother, it. Really my came grandmother from. used to chop off chickens' heads mm-hmm. and pluck them. They yep. run around. <laughs> no big deal. So, yeah, I just I wanted to educate people. And, you know, it, it, it's all about, you know, I think geography because if we weren't exposed to that at a young age how are you gonna, ever going to find it yeah so yeah. that's our goal in life guys is we got to expose more women yeah. to hunting what honey oh he wants me to wrap it up okay. <laughs> <laughs> should we tell us tell us any like websites or anything you want to throw in at the end here people should go to the visit to uh you know get more information about you guys the charities anything like that you know what ted writes a weekly blog at com. so go and check that out and I'm also, we do Facebook Live all the time. Like, we just did one today that you got to go check out. But um, it's kind of, it's spontaneous, and it's fun and exciting. And I'm, my goal in life is to change people's lives. And, you know, but honestly, if you don't have your health, you got nothing. So I feel like what happened to us and how we were exposed to toxic mold is a blessing in disguise and that I can talk about it and I can share and inspire people to live healthier lives. So I write and I blog and I videotape and you can catch all of my shenanigans at shemainnugent.rock. Perfect. Awesome. Shemaine, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate it. And thank you for letting us chat with Ted a little bit. That's a blessing for all of us and, and a very huge inspiration. Um, and uh, the Freedom Hill thing, I'll, I'll send you a message when we're going. Hopefully we can make a connection. That would be awesome to meet you guys in person. So we appreciate your time. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Thank all you right, so you guys, much. have a great night, and um, thanks for having me. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.